Blog Talk Radio.
with Blog Talk Radio, Smile3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, and its World Wide Web over the radio as well as we on social media. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Blog Talk, I was just talking with Facebook viewers that's on and those that will see it in the replay. Um, please share the video. If you want a blog talk, please call a family member or a friend or somebody in the next room and tell them to listen to this, come listen to this. I want to start off with a couple of scriptures, okay? Um, first thing we're going to do, I'm sorry, I want to go back. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to minister to people as well as to minister to myself. God, we thank you for everything you have done for us everything you're doing for us, God. We thank you for allowing us to see another Mother's Day weekend. Thank you for those that still have their mother, God, and bless those of us that mothers have went on. God, we just ask you to cover us, keep us. God, teach us how to be mothers. And those that's getting ready to have a baby or looking forward to having a baby or want a baby, give them the mindset, give them the heart to ask you to give them the love and the desire to want to be a mother. Give them the heart to dedicate their child back to you, O oh God. Give them the heart to dedicate their child back to you so that they will be like Samuel. They will be like many others in the Bible, God. God, we just want to say we thank you for the opportunity. For those that have never dedicated their children back to you, God, let them know that they can still do it now. It's not too late. Dedicate your children back to God. God, we thank you. I don't care how old they are. I don't care how far they've gone or you feel that they've gone. Give them back to God. Don't take them back from God. Give them back to God and let God have them, that he may guide them. I just want to say, God, we thank you. Open the ears. Open our hearts. Open our eyes. Open our souls. Open our mind, God, that we may hear what you're saying to the body of Christ. Thank you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. The first scripture I want to share is, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, it talks about praying without ceasing. You know, you don't, you don't have to be where your eyes is always closed and, <coughs> excuse me, you look like um, you're not paying attention, especially when you're in public. You've got to be watchful as well as pray. You've got to always be all that they say, your P's and Q's. You've got to always be in a place where, You've got to be praying. You got you know, you gotta be able to know when you have to say say, not command you to say your hand. You got to know when to call on the name of Jesus. You got to know when to call on the blood of Jesus. You got to know when to call on the Holy Spirit. You got to know when you know when you know you got to know when it's time to walk boldly in Christ. You got to know that because the day and time that we're living in, see I said earlier that some of us have been lost focus. Some of us have um, stayed in a place of concentrating on what I want, what I need, what I got to have. You know, it's all about me. I saw this SUV. I saw these rims. I saw this, this uh, coat, this suit, this outfit, these shoes. I saw this purse. Ooh, I want me this Michael Kors. I want, see, our focus is out of place. We got to face the fact that the children didn't ask to come. Mm, I'm going to pause right there because you know what I'm going to say next. The children didn't ask to come. Something else asked us. Mm-hmm. We're we grown here. But we're going to talk about it like we grow. We're going to face the fact. They didn't ask to come. But what they are asking us to do is be parents. Mm, yes. Yeah. It don't matter if you're a grandparent, an auntie, an uncle, a cousin, a friend, a niece, a nephew, a sister, a brother that's raising a child. What we need to do is realize they didn't ask to come, but we need to ask God to teach us how to be a parent. We need to ask God to give us instructions. We need to ask God to help us out. And I'm going to get to why I'm saying this in a minute. Just go with, go with me. Okay, I told you what First Thessalonians say, pray without ceasing, okay? You, you got that right. Pray without ceasing. That, that, that don't mean like a job nine to five. 
That means from 12.01 a.m. to 12.00 p.m. you got to be praying up in there. You could take that personal time out with God, and you could just talk to God like I'm talking to Facebook. I don't know if I got viewers. I don't know who looking. I don't know who listening. I don't know. Nobody may not see it or hear it tonight, but I know God going to have somebody look at this sometime, somewhere, someday, okay? Now, the next thing I want you to remember is Luke 18 and 1. A man ought to always pray. I just said that. You got to, you, you need to always be praying. When you wake up in the morning, you need to be praying. As you're getting, through, getting ready to start your day, whether it's work, school, or just getting up because you're retired or you're looking for a job, you need to be praying all day, asking God, what door I need to go through, God? What door are you going to open for me, God? Why are these doors not opening? Why is everything always shutting down? Why does everything always look like it's closed? Why do my, why do my lifestyle look like it's still in COVID? Ah, look like it's still shut down. Why I can't get nowhere? You take it to God in prayer. You know how they say, uh, it's a little saying going on around on Facebook, uh, I, Jesus forgive, but I don't. Because I lay hands. Uh-huh. Even even in the uh, body of Christ, the man or woman of God will lay hands and pray for you. But in the streets, we know what the, they're going to lay hands, they're going to pray on you, but you better know what hands you're getting, la- getting laid on you. Stay in prayer. Now, another scripture I want to read to you is Proverbs 16 and 27. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Idle lips are his mouthpiece. Mm. See, I don't know if y'all got that. You know, we would say as we was growing up, uh, idle, uh, idle mind is a playground for the devil. Uh-huh. Because, see, if your mind ain't focused on Christ, your mind focuses on something, whether it's him, them, her, or a she. Mm-hmm. Your mind focuses on something. But you, we try to get your mind to be focused between Genesis and Revelation. Uh-huh. That's what we try to tell you, that it's in, in that place, between Genesis and Revelation, you're going to find a reason to say, Lord, I want to be saved. You're going to find a reason to say, God, I thank you for giving me a mind to stay saved. Lord, I thank you for giving me a mind and a heart to ask you to save me. You're going to talk to God. And and see, the reason I say that, because I was looking at something that a cousin of mine sent me, and it kind of shook me a little. Because I said, wow. Mm. I shared it with my sister, my blood sister, my prayer partner, possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, I shared it with her where um, they have, they said at the school, I forgot what state it was, but at the school they um, was handing out flyers about an after-school program. And the after-school program was uh, come one, come all, something like that. Come join us. We're going to play games, tic-tac-toe, puzzles, we're going to have snacks. We're going to have this. But it's a Satan worshiper club. Mm. Don't email me. Don't inbox me. Don't say nothing to me. Take it to Jesus. Because, see, I got to do what he said. Do I rather obey God than man? Because God put this on my heart and in my heart. He said to tell it, speak on it. Because we didn't got so caught up in the me, myself, and I. Mm. We didn't got so caught up in what I want, what I need, what I'm going to go, what I'm going to wear to this. Uh, some of us still caught up in trying to get our Mother's Day outfit. Oh, I had to do together. Y'all see, this going to be my Mother's Day outfit right here, this robe and my hat being <laughs> not unless God change some stuff, but this is for me. But I'm saying that to say this. We got to put our kids back on the front line of our heart back on the front line of our mind, back on the front line of our, we got to protect you, back on the front line of looking out for you. Because, see, a lot of these after-school programs 
or, excuse me, y'all. <laughs> the enemy don't want me to put to say this and put this word out here, but I'm gonna do it. We got to get to the place where we got to stop thinking it's only happening with adults. No, they trying to make it mold them for children. You know how they say if you do something 21 times, it become a habit. Teach a kid young that to come play games, and while you playing games, I'm gonna be. Uh, reciting some stuff over you or saying some stuff over you or teaches you some stuff and you you make it seem like it's a game to play with Satan. You make it make it think to them it's okay to come over here. But uh uh-uh, uh my mother taught me don't get caught on his ground. Because if you do, he gonna take you out. You better be prayed up. I'm not saying you can't go to a birthday celebration I'm not saying you can't go to a dinner party, but you better be prayed up so. And people better know your lifestyle that before they ask you, do you want this, they'll stop and think, no, mm-mm. Or when they do ask you, you say, no, no, thank you. Mm-mm. They'll understand. But you still have to live. You know, yeah, we, we know in the Bible Jesus went to the feast, Jesus turned water into wine. We know all of that. But y'all know what Jesus was, prayed up. I, I talked about it the other day um, on our blog talk program, and um, I, we was talking about pray it forward. Um, I was telling, talking to my sister about it, and she said, Renee, I spoke on that years ago, which she did, and she was telling me about T.D. Jakes and other people had said it. And I said, you know what, it's good. And I said it, pray it forward. The first form of our prayer should be we pray God put a hedge around us, around our family, around our home, around everything about us. Because, see, if you fool around here mm-hmm, and you you don't want to get in your kids' business because they like, you always up in my business, okay? You always eating up my food. You always running up my bills. You always asking me for something. You always need some glue for your lashes. You need some tape of glue for your silk front, lace front, whatever front it is. You always asking me for something. So if I can't be in your business, you stay out of mine. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not a bargaining chip. Get to the place where you can sit your child down and say, you know what? If we haven't had this relationship, we need this relationship. Or if we have this relationship, we we need to keep it going because see. Like, I'm going to use my child for example. Once I used to have to carry him around. Mm -hmm. Then it got to the point I put him in a stroller, I had to push him around. Mm -hmm. Then it got to the point he began to walk, and he didn't want me to hold him all the time. I had to hold his hand and let him walk. Your your children are not your equals. That's right, Minister Margot. Then it got to a point where he get tired. I had to pick him up and support him and let him go to sleep on my shoulder or my lap. Then it got to a point where I had to drive him, take him to school and to his events, and to show him I love him, I had to go to his events and participate in him. It got to the point where they had a mother-son dance, and I had to go and I would hold him up and show him how to dance keep the beat or whatever. But now at this age, he's big, he's grown, he's a husky, he's a thick a young man. He's holding me up. See, when you raise your child in the right way, no, 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 don't get me wrong now. I'm going to step back because i got a couple of family members and friends on this, on this live and on the blog talk. I didn't dot every I and I didn't cross every T. I may have dotted two I's and crossed a T. They'll tell you, I didn't live a perfect lifestyle. But one thing I know was my mother and my father taught us what a real parent looked like. Mm-hmm. We wasn't their equals, so we don't know about all the, uh, the big others, the other stuff. We knew that our parent taught us a child stayed in a child's place. I'm going to definitely have to sit back for some of y'all to get a hold of that. I once told my father, 
as a child, I say, uh, you're not my friend. He said, you're right. He said, to me, children are like puppies. You, you don't play with puppies too long. Matter of fact, you don't play with puppies. You train them. And I thought that was the harshest thing he could say. But he had enough sense to say that to himself that let me explain this to her because I don't want to just this to ride in her mind and heart. He said, the reason you don't play with puppies is because when you play with them, they don't know how to stop. He said, they want to lick your hand and they want to lick your face. He said, when you get tired of them, they want to keep playing and keep playing. He said, then you have to hit them, smack them, and then they're going to eat or whatever the little sound is they make. But he said, I don't play with children because children don't know when to stop. He said, if you play with a child long enough, they'll start trying to tell you what to do. And he, my father didn't tell no lie to me. You know, and if oh, you all be honest, you're heated. I'm not telling your daddy told you a lie either because nine out of ten, at some point, you got to the point you wanted to say, I'm sick and tired of them trying to tell me what to do. You still have to make sure you have enough fear in them that they say it to themselves or their friends or under their breath where ain't nobody, you can't hear them. Because we do know that peer pressure is something else. They'll try to show out in front of their friends. Their friends will be like, hmm, baby, my mama couldn't talk to me like that. Or my daddy could tell me. I told them what I want. If they don't give it to me, I'm going to take See, you better get to the point. You be, better remember how it was, especially for my age category. I'm saying, I remember how it was. Now, maybe you all call it child abuse. Yeah, child abuse came in effect when I was growing up. But I tell you one thing, I wish I would have picked up a phone and dialed 911. 911 would have came. But the question is, what condition would I have been in? I might have been like that boy who ran up on the stage on Dave Chappelle. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. But <clears throat> I'm talking about me. I'm talking about my situation. If I had a dial 911, uh, <clears throat> it wouldn't have they just showed up. It would have turned from a police call to a Where's the paramedics? Where's the EMT? Where, where's the oxygen? Bring her back. CPR. Give us, the, give her the shot. Bring her back to life. Is she dead? Where's the defibrillator? Baby, look. If they hand got on it, it became a discipline instrument. Whether it was a shoe, a boot, a skillet, a pot, a pan, the back of their hand, the front of their hand, whatever they got their hand on, it became a weapon. And if my parents was talking, guess what we did? We said, excuse me. And 9 out of 10, they knew we was trying to be in a rush. They would make us wait. We couldn't interrupt them. Mama, mama, mama. Mm -mm -mm. We said, excuse me, and we stood there and waited till they acknowledged us. Whether it was two minutes, three minutes, or four or more. But one thing it was, we better not say excuse me and get tired of waiting and try to walk off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you saw them commercials of them little things where something hit them in the back of the head and they fall over. Hey, Brandon, thank you for tuning in. I love you so much. It, when we was growing up, our parents didn't play with us. You know, nowadays uh, most children think that they they uh, they're obligated stuff. You're obligated, yes. You get you get an obligation. You get an obligation to do your chores. You get an obligation to still respect me. I don't care if I'm walking, sitting on a walker in a on a wheelchair, on a ride around, on a Hubbard, I don't care what I mean. You still respect me because one thing you can never do is repay me for what I did for you. See, my son didn't ask to come here. I decided when I found out I was pregnant that I was going to say, God, give me a heart and a mind to be his mother. I knew I was having a son because I asked God for a son. I said, God, I ain't got time for no little girl because I, I was such a tomboy. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say I was a boy. I said a tomboy that I, I didn't know how to. I learned how to be a girl, wear heels and a dress later on as being a, a young adult because I like playing sports. I like flipping and 
uh, playing uh, base, baseball and volleyball and running track. I like doing stuff like that. So I said, God, give me a boy, and I promise you I will raise him to serve you all the days of his life. You know, so even if he fade away, I brought him up in the way that he should go, that when he get older, he won't depart from it. See, you can't worry about what a child do once you raise him to adulthood. But one thing you do is stay faithful to being a parent. You stay faithful to praying for them. You don't cease. You you don't cease with your prayer. You don't stop praying. You you always should pray. Remember, idle hands is a workshop. Do you understand what a workshop is? Mm. Do you understand how many categories to a workshop is? Go to a conference. Go to one of these big conferences, whether it's a marriage conference or a business conference. Look at all the different workshops they'll say. Ah, you can go to a church conference. Look at all the different workshops they have. I mean, we're going to use church because this is what this is about. Usher. Mm. I'm going to pause with that. Some of y'all still need to learn how to greet a person from the curb. You got curb ushers, parking lot ushers. You got doorway ushers. You got hallway ushers. Or they want to say, uh, what you call them, uh, when, in the doorway, when you walk down the corridor. You know, then you got the into the gate ushers into the sanctuary. Take your to your seat. You got ushers. You got the deacons, the missionaries, the event. You got different workshops, ministers. You got elders. You got pastors. You got different. You got hospitality. You got. It's so many different workshops. I can't name them all, but. When the when the word of God say idle hands are the devil's workshop. Mm. Give your child something to do. Mm. Let me show you right here. Let me move my little notes out the way. Let me show you right here. See, this right here, this this is a workshop. Genesis to Revelation. That's a workshop. Start teaching them when they're young. The first thing our mother taught us was Exodus 20 and 12. Honor thy mother and thy father, and our days should be long on this green earth that the Lord has given thee. And because my mother said your days will be long. Hey, Kel, thank you for joining in, Kelly. Because the word of God said if I honor my mother and father, my days will be longer. One thing I always wanted is to live a long life. Say what you want. I'm telling you, that was my desire. And I knew that loving my parents would cause me to live a long life. I knew that if I blessed my parents, God would bless me. And that's one thing I did. I blessed my mom and my dad to the last day. And I thank God for that. I may have been the one that made them cry the most. But I thank God for that opportunity. See, a lot of you all don't understand it. You got to face the fact some of you all need to apologize to your children so they don't fall under peer pressure because peer pressure is something else. When you don't teach your children about the power of prayer, see, a lot of us believe the only time prayer is important is when you fall on your knees and you close your eyes and you say, Father God, who art in heaven, hallowed should be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. See, a lot of us want to go into that. But see, you got to be praying, look, Lord, I need to go over here to the store and get some food. Make sure that I, I get the food that's been handled right and please let the person that prepare that's going to bag up my food, especially getting meat from the meat counter, the deli, whatever you want to call it, or they're they going to be clean hands and uh, they're going to do this because you don't want to get no food with salmonella or whatever you want to call it. You don't want to get no poison food. You don't want nobody handling your food that just 
came out the back and forgot that sign that said wash your hands before you go back to work. You don't want that. You want, God, give me a good park place. Y'all know we ask God for a good park place. We trust him for little things like that. But let's learn how to pray and ask God to teach us how to pray and teach us how to teach our children. You know, like I said, the first thing my mom taught us, the, the first parable, the first story she taught us about in the Bible was how the children made fun and about the apostle and called him bald And she told us about the bear that came out the forest and ate them up. Ooh, that scared us as a child. She told us that God was a good God, but he was a jealous God. She said, oh, he could get jealous than a boyfriend, a girlfriend. You don't want that. But God will bless you. you know, she taught us. My mother had a good heart, a kind heart. She asked God to teach her how to teach her children. And that's what I'm saying to you all. We got to ask God to teach us how to teach our children because these schools out here, they're taking our children as little bitty kids, teaching them about Satan clubs. No, 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 no. You got to teach your children about the Ten Commandments. You got to be the first church. You got to be the first Bible they hear so that when they get a little older, they can read it for themselves. You even got to show it to them in the Bible so that when they see it, it won't be something strange to them. You got to show them what a chapter is, what a verse is. You got to show them the power of prayer. You got to pray with them before they leave the house to go to school. You got to pray with them before they sit down and eat or while they sitting down and eat. You got to pray with them going to school, coming from school. You got to teach them how to pray over dinner. You got to teach them how to do everything with prayer. You got to teach them, don't be scared to call on the name of Jesus. What you say, Minister Margot, parents are the first teachers. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I thank God that um, when he gave me the ability to be a mother, I remember once I had a friend, her name was London Fowler. We grew up on Walnut. Um, we was in a, I was in my 20s my late 20s, and I think she was in her early 20s. And she said to me, you know, can I ask you a personal question? I said, yes. She said, can you have children? I looked at her, I said, she said, because you don't have any kids, you know, and you're older. And this is, I said, yes, London, I can have children. But two things, well, I didn't know, I hadn't been, been with nobody. Like, yeah, we grown, let's, let's, let's be real. I wouldn't save all my life that I want to have a baby back. Because, see, I was taught, Two things when you have a child by a man. First, you make sure the looks, the, mm, I don't want to say it, like, but yes, and then you make sure it's somebody that if he don't stay, you say, I'm going to be a mother, not a other. Ah, if he don't stay, if he ain't around, you ain't got to be, I'm going to take you to court. No, no, I ain't taking you to court. Mm-mm. Because, see, I'm going to raise this child that when he becomes somebody, he's going to be like that movie Tyler Perry made. Uh-huh. You're going to run over here, and he's going to look at you and say, who is who you is? I don't know you. You play that same papa you've you been all the time. You've been MIA. Now, I know your name ain't Mia, but that's what you've been playing me. You've been missing in action. Stay over there. I'm going to make sure you're going to wish you had her. You know, so... My thing is this, people have to get to the point where they have to say, I ain't got time to be playing no more. Peer pressure out here is the chart. That's one. Peer pressure. Y'all need to go back and remember when we were children about peer pressure. Mm. Some of us didn't have big sisters and big brothers. Some of us had a problem. We did, we weren't good with laying hands. Ooh, thank God I wasn't one of them. Some of us had problems that we didn't know how to fight back. But God blessed us with friends. I got people on here right now, I tell you, they became my friend. And I, I looked out for them because God had put them in my heart. We have some people that didn't have nobody to teach them about prayer. Sometimes you could pray a situation away from you, 
Did you know that you could pray and God will make people walk right past you and don't see you? How they say they be looking for you so hard they can't see you. Mm-hmm. You know how you be, you think I'm kidding. Think about it. When the last time you was looking for something? Matter of fact, something easy, your glasses. How many times have I looked for my glasses and they've been on my forehead or hanging on the front of my shirt? God will make you just like that. Teach your children how to pray. They ain't got to be screaming out loud and all that. Mm-mm. It's a time and place for that. But if you teach them how to stay prayerful and you teach them how to face facts and you teach them how to get from under peer pressure, a lot of times your kids won't get involved. It, everybody wants to be liked. We know that. But every situation ain't for you to like to be in. I just want to say that when we as parents get back on our job of facing facts, that we are a parent, we made this decision to become a parent. We have to prepare our children for peer pressure. Once we prepare our children for peer pressure, we need to take our family time to pray together. My son is in his mid-20s. And he'll tell you every time he talks to me, or he said, Mom, for to go up and do this. But first thing I say, pray, baby. He said, I know, I know. Mm-hmm, pray. Talk to God. You know, ask God to keep you, carry you, take you through, take you to, take, bring you back from. Pray, baby, pray. Because, see, that word was put in me. My parents was real parents. My mom and dad was real parents. I thank God. They like any other parent. You know, all you know how parents are. They parent they have parents situations. But we didn't see that. We saw our mom and dad be our mom and dad. I didn't say our household was perfect, but it was certain things we wasn't privy to. And I thank them for that. I thank them for teaching us to stay in a child's place. No, I remember one time I was, my mom there was laughing, talking. They looked like they had so much fun, and I wanted to go in there and have fun with them. I really, I mean, I was a teenager. I wanted to go in there and have fun with them. And I walked in the room, and you'd have thought somebody did something because all, everything just shut off. The laugh and the talking, everything was like, oh. And they looked at me, and I was like, what y'all doing? They told me, minding our business. You, you ain't got no business in here. Grown folks in here. Yes, they did. So they didn't have to tell me. I was like that commercial <laughs> stage left. <laughs> I knew to get up out of there. See, the first was a warning. After that, we're no more. You know, I talked to you all earlier about whatever their hands became a part of. And see, what y'all don't, don't realize is that our parents, I don't know if they practiced when they was young playing baseball or something, but they had a perfect aim. And I don't care how far you ran, it hit you. Right where they threw it, they hit you. Whether it's the back of your head or the back of your back, they hit you. Whether I don't, you know what, we got whoopers with extension cords, belt, belt buckles, shoes, boots, hangers. See, we was wondering, we didn't have plastic hangers. Mm-mm. Hot wheel track. Now that was real rubber. You could twist that thing, that track, and when you let it go, it popped back. See, these kids. If you hit me, I'ma call nine one one. Matter of fact, let me get it on speed dial for you. Just push the button when you're ready, cause I'm gonna do more than hit you. I wish you would tell me if I hit you, you gonna call nine one one. When you do, you better make sure you have another address because you ain't coming back here. You're not going to live in my house, eat my food, run on my bills, and do everything you think you can do, you grown enough to do. And I just want to say, what you think I'm going to be doing? I ain't going to sit there and take it. No. For those of you all that love your kids that much, you go right ahead. I told my son from the time he was a little boy, four years old, baby, when you get 18, you going to college, not not to Malcolm X, not to write, 
No, no. You going to college just because your last name right don't mean you're going to write a junior college. You're going away to college. You're going to learn how to be an adult because I'm not going to have you so spoiled. One day a woman going to look at me and say, if you had a raisin right, he would have been somebody's good husband instead of being your good man. Mm-mm. See, that's one thing. It's hard for us to let our children go. But first of all, if we say prayer for and we say, God, I'm telling my son he's going to have to go away to school, but God, make sure you put my mind in a mindset to let him go. Don't love your children so much. You feed them, you bring them, you carry them, and you orchestrate their mess. Because when they turn that shoe back on you, baby, you're going to be playing that record. Take your heels off <laughs> when you walk on me. Yes. See, some of y'all think that's just a record, the high heels, just walking on the man with the high heel shoes. They'll turn that thing around fast on you because you can't have requirements for others. But one for you, you know, like they say, you go to the store, they have the two prices, the one for them and the one for you. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up thinking that it's something for them and then it's something else for you. No. You're going to get the same thing they're going to get. You're going to get the same thing you're going to get. All I'm saying is get to the place that you put the fear of God in your children's heart to say God is not a toy. God is not somebody I play with. God is not somebody for me to uh, give him an if, and, and but. God is not somebody that uh, I can say, well, Lord, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. You can't do that. Because one thing it is, I'm going to go back to it, back and forth all night that I have. Peer pressure is something else. The peers ain't saying, well, if you do this, you do that. It's either going to be either or. Mm-hmm. Either or. But whatever it is, they're going to make sure it benefits them. So teach your children how not to click up. Teach your children how not to be a follower. You know, if they can't leave the crowd, you know what I mean? If they can't be the leader of the crowd, leave the crowd. So the deal is what I mean by the leader Lead them into the place of doing what's right. Lead them into the place of, uh uh-uh, I ain't going to march by your your drumbeat because I'm not going to go over here because you say I'm right-handed, but I'm going to continue to try to write left-handed. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. My favorite sport is this, but you're going to tell me I'm going to play that. No, 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 Mm mm-mm. My sister and I played sports growing up, but she told me out of her mouth, she said, every time we play basketball, you make us lose. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Because, see, what I couldn't get, you ain't going to bridge me or foul me and tell me it was, uh, I didn't mean, you know, uh uh-uh. When he blow the whistle, he going to keep blowing it because it's more than, uh, calling a foul is a fight too. She, when we play back, don't you play basketball? That was her final word. Don't you play basketball? Yes, Margo, you must choose your friend's wife, and you have to. So I decided that I wouldn't play basketball. I played baseball. Me and her both played volleyball. We love that, you know. Uh, we shot pool, do all kinds of other things. But basketball was not <clears throat> a sport I have a temper for. Okay, I didn't mean it. Okay, flashback. Sorry about that. All I'm saying, you, as Minister Margo said, you must choose your friends wisely. If you be pray, you teach your child how to pray, be prayed up. When that person comes to them. God always already been told, mm-mm, no, trying to trick you. They set you up. Yeah. I remember some friends wanted to be our friends, and 
our mother told us, she said, those girls don't like y'all. We, we just couldn't believe it because they was light-skinned with the long, pretty hair and everything, but we didn't know why they was jealous of us, but it was, it was true, and it was like, wow. We thought they had it going on, but we found out it was the other way around. What we didn't realize back then, it was situation. You know, we had uh, both our parents in the house, and both our parents had cars, and we could drive their cars and do that. We didn't realize stuff like that because we just, you know, we were kids. We didn't think about stuff like that, not understanding other people did. But we had real friends that literally was our friends, but and they knew that they could get around and go places and things wouldn't happen to them hanging out with us because we just wanted to go to house parties. You know, we were hanging out with Farley or Derek and Laura Leaf or whoever we were hanging out with. We was hanging out doing our things, but it was just because we were young. But when we got to a point in life, we remember what our parents taught, what our mom taught us faithfully, that God will only wait for you for so long before he passes to the next generation or passes to somebody else. And one thing I wanted was not for God to pass my gift on. I had a child late in life. Just imagine if I didn't face the fact that I needed God. I could have said, well, uh, I've been on my own this long. I still could be with that famous poem I used to say. How you doing <laughs> about me, myself, and I? That's what I was about. Me, myself, and I. What you finna do? What me, myself, and I want to do? What you finna buy? Something for me, myself, and I? But when I found out, my, me and my husband was talking, and he told me one day, he said, you know you're pregnant. I was like, huh? When I found out I was pregnant, I told you I went to God. God, I'm not just going to take this for granted. Because one thing I do know, my sisters, my cousins, and all of them have children. But now is my turn. And the deal was when I had a baby, nobody else had children. Everybody else's kids was big, 10 years old and up, you know. Um, so I had to have a... My child was going to be by himself, so I had to learn how to be a parent. I had to face the fact that it was things going to be happening, that he was going to need guidance, and the only way he was going to get it was from me, and the only way I was going to get it was from the Lord because I had to stay in prayer. I had to pray constantly without seeking, ceasing. I had to pray always. I had to remember those scriptures my mom taught us. Men should always pray. Pray without ceasing. An idle mind is a playground for the devil. Don't let it sit like that. When I was reading it to you, you know, I cut it off. <clears throat> it says, idle hands are a devil's workshop. Now, the other part said, idle lips are his mouthpiece. Think about some of the things that came out of your mouth just today. All you can say right now is, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I didn't mean to say that or I didn't mean for it to be taken that way. But what did you do to straighten it out? Okay, we're going to end that right there. I hope I helped somebody out tonight uh, with facing the facts, realizing that peer pressure is something else, realizing that um, we got to teach our children how to pray. We got to have prayer time with them. We have to be in a place where our children know that they can come to us for prayer and know that a prayer gets through. You know, I joke a lot about 1-800-JESUS, 1-800-DOWN-JESUS. You know, but you got to teach your child that in their spirit, they can dial Jesus right away. It's not nothing hard. It's something that can happen right away. So I want to thank you all for joining in for the Facebook Live, Brother uh, Blog Talk. 
I, I got a little excited tonight because I wanted you all to know that the enemy is suddenly and secretly out here trying to get our children from preschool through college and after graduate school. Don't don't think he he's on vacation. Don't think he's uh, sitting back waiting for them to be by themselves, not all the time. They could be in the house with you, but in another room. He has a plan, but we have a plan too, and our plan is powerful, powerful. Prayer is powerful. Learn how to work your powers through prayer. So if there's anybody on Blog Talk would like to say something at this time, the lines are open. Anybody on Facebook, you can type in, and we'll communicate from there. Amen. Thank you, Margo. Blog Talk, the lines are open. Just reiterating, prayer is one of the most powerful resources that God has given us, and let's use it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Elect. Is there anyone else that would like to speak on Blog Talk or on Facebook that has something to say or would like to say something? Okay, God, I thank you for tonight's service. I thank you for the opportunity to talk, to read, and to listen to the uh, viewers that we have had. God, I thank you for this being replayed on in the uh, future on Facebook. I thank you for the opportunity for it to be reheard on um, Blog Talk, Iron Shopping Iron, Smile 3E, um, in the archives. God, I thank you for letting the word touch somebody's heart, letting the word penetrate somebody's heart, letting the word get into somebody's heart, God. God, don't let the word be offensive to anyone. If anyone's offended by God, Minister to them and please minister to them through someone else or through a situation that they would understand. All the word is saying, we have to be focused. We have to stop facing facts that peer pressure is something else, not just with our children, but even among the parents. Stop worrying about what other people think about you because we ought to obey God, then man. God. Get us to the place that we desire you to be the head of our household, the head of our lifestyle. God, we know that whatever our hands find to do, we want to do it in the body of Christ. Whatever our mouth find to say, God, we want to say it with your anointing. We want to say it with your uh, word. We want to say it with your blessings. Because, God, on tonight in Proverbs 16 and 27, it says, uh, idle hands. Our workshop for the enemy, and God, we do not want to be his workshop. And the lips is his mouthpiece. Idle lips is his mouthpiece. God, teach us how to speak your word. Teach us how to pray in your word. Teach us, God, how to apply your word over our life, over our family, over everything that has to do with us. God, teach us how to desire you even the more, God. Thank you, God, for letting us know that men ought to always pray. That's in Luke 18 and 1. First, the uh, Thessalonians says in 5.17, pray without ceasing. Teach us how to just want to be a good parent. God, we thank you for your foundational scripture, which is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And with that being said, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. We just want to say thank you all for tuning in on tonight. Next Friday will be the second Friday. There will be a prophet, Antoine Thomas. He will be our speaker on next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
will be our very own Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, along with Minister Sheila Kaiser, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and Minister Margot McCord. Please tune in Sunday morning at that time to hear what they are saying um, at the Body of Christ. That will be on Blog Talk. Now, unless God decides to touch the woman of God's heart to do Facebook Live. And on Monday, this Monday will be the second Monday, our speaker will be Servant Pastor Troy Thomas at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Pastor Troy Thomas will be our speaker. We want you all to join in. Please share all our postings and just follow through with us. Uh, Pastor Troy Thomas will probably be on Facebook Live as well as on Blog Talk. Okay? Again, Matthew 6:33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Good night, everybody. We love you with the love of the Lord. Amen.